This is a trigger warning that the following podcast talks about eating disorders. If this affects you, please see the show notes for resources. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. How time flies. We are on the 10th episode of the Eat With Ali podcast. Woohoo! It seems like only yesterday that I recorded my first episode. I feel like in the first episode I was editing a lot of it, as in like getting rid of the gaps and when I wasn't speaking. But now I'm kind of like, okay, I have time to process my thoughts and have it a bit better. So obviously not every podcast is going to be perfect and I shouldn't have to word myself so perfectly so that it sounds like I'm a fucking dictionary. You know what I mean? Because we talk like humans, not books. I'm so glad we are here though at the 10th episode where I can share my eating disorder experiences and hopefully help you recover as I have. You deserve to heal and I hope that you are starting to believe that and I hope that your self-love is on a terrific journey. Are you self-loving? Are you beginning to self-love? Are you revising tips and are you... Actually, you know what the more important point is? Are you practicing these habits every day that is going to get you to self-love because it's not an automatic feeling it is something that grows and develops and it will also strengthen your mind and your resilience so you get it you got it go get it if not already so in case you were just too keen to listen to the 10th episode and you missed the title of this well, this episode is going to be all about telling someone about your eating disorder. And I have a surprise about why I am recording this episode. We'll not give it away right now, but you'll see it in season two, if not the next episode, then very shortly. But today we're talking all about specifically why we want to tell people about our eating disorders and like reasons too, of course. And then we're going to go over how to tell someone and then... Things that you could be thinking as well as in like thoughts that could be running through your head that you need to realize is okay and normal and not to feel discouraged if you have any of these thoughts. So just like, yes, we're just going to go over those type of stuff. And I think we're also going to talk about how to start. No, I don't. I don't think I know because I've like prepared for this. My gosh. I'm just too excited about the 10th episode, okay? Um, But we're going to talk about how to start the eating disorder conversation and what to do according to their reaction as well. So, what am I proud of this week? We'll get this over and done with so that we can move on. And actually, this week, what I'm proud of is pretty important, in my opinion, and hopefully yours too, because this is a really good lesson that I've learned throughout my life. And maybe you can even relate to it. Maybe it's something that you are still doing and something that I believe is truly important to change. What is it, you may ask? 
It is to not quit when things get hard. So, you've probably heard me talk about Muay Thai a few times, one time, I don't know. But, look, to be honest, I'm not that good at it. I enjoy doing it because, you know, it's fitness, of course, and, it, yeah, it's definitely quite a workout. Anyways, it's just a new fun thing to try out, and it's really exciting. So, yeah, it's also a fun time for me and my partner to get some quality time whilst kicking each other's asses. Anyways, so, I'm not that good, and... <laughs> I can say that with pure confidence because it's true, but that's not the problem. And actually, saying that, it's not that I'm not good. It's that I haven't had enough practice in the matter. My instructor, the great guy that he is, likes to call you out when you are not doing it correctly. Yeah. So, I was kept getting called out and to me, it was a very sensitive matter. I think I was very tired doesn't matter about the reasons why but pretty much I think I I forgot the exact thing of what he said but it was something like you should go back into the beginners class or whatever even though I think it was the beginners class so what the heck was I supposed to do it wasn't even the beginning I know it was the beginners class so what the fuck was I supposed to do I mean there was a bunch of like children like toddlers doing it so maybe that's what he meant hopefully not but either way I would have had fun with them so jokes on you Anyways, love him. I know that he's just trying to help. Great guy, funny, but I guess I was feeling it. And something I used to do all the time in my past is, especially during like schooling years, when things got tough, I would run away from it. And I would do this because I hated that anxious feeling that you get when, you know, you're either being called out for something or you just notice that you're not the best or you're not getting to where you want to be necessarily and I feel like this happened to me I felt those past thoughts and feelings that I did in this moment when I was being you know told to go to the kindergarten class not that he actually said that but you know and I had that initial feelings to quit like I don't want to be in this I don't want to be told like told off I had like tears in my eyes I'm like trying to hold it back (laughs) Like, to some of you, maybe this isn't even something to be hurt by. But, yeah, to me, it was at the time. And I I just had that initial reaction of all my previous thoughts. Like, what you know, the thoughts that I was used to. About just quitting and, you know, not being here because I don't want to be yelled at. Not that he was yelling, but just, like, told off. And I went from thinking that I should quit to in like maybe 10 minutes duration I decided no no I have to stop running away from what scares me and what scared me was being told off and not being good enough and that is not true because what do I always say practice and makes perfect and and this ties in so well to self-love you're not just going to Think about self-loving thoughts one day and achieve it and feel it the next day. And it is is exactly the same with Muay Thai for me. There's no way in hell that I'm just going to be the best in the world. Like, yeah, okay, my boyfriend was better, whatever. He's good. Love that for him. But, you know, to be fair, this instructor also came up to me maybe like at some point of this session and showed me personally like more on an individual lesson it's, it's a big class so it's a bit hard to get to everyone but you know he saw that I was not doing it as well as you could so he came and showed me and you know what he said in the like two minutes that he just focused on me 
He said, my technique is perfect. All I need to do is just like figure it out and concentrate on it. And so that's what I was doing. And so before this point, though, I I decided to ask him if he does personal training. And I did this because, first of all, you know what I first considered? You know what? I want to do this personal training with one of the other instructors that isn't much of a call out. And I'm like, no, that is still running away from what is scaring me or what is intimidating me, you know? So I went up to him at the end of that class and I'm like, I have an inquiry. And then obviously did not yell, but I said, can I do some personal training? And he said, you know what? Yes, that's a really good idea. He seemed like really happy about it. And he just said like, yeah, you got the technique in like a few minutes after being shown. So you just need to, you know, focus on that a bit more and we can do it together. And who knows? I'm adding this bit. He did not say this bit, but you could be the best Muay Thai person this world has ever seen. I would not have gotten to that point if I ran away and decided, nope, that's it, I'm fucking quitting, getting out of there, how dare you call me out for something I'm sucking at or just not getting at the moment. I could have done that. That is most definitely what I've done in the past. But I thought better and I thought, what will get me to a better place? If I left, I couldn't have improved. I'm always saying and always trying to self-reflect when something happens, what is it that I can improve on? If I had quit the class, I would have had improved on nothing and I would have had no opportunity to improve because I've just left when things got tough. And the hard truth is, is that life does get hard and we will be put in difficult situations. It is always good to try to stay calm and rational in the first place, but sometimes our initial reactions go back to what we're used to especially if it's something we thought all the time, which is why self-love, you know, you know, your self-hating thoughts, they're not just going to go away instantly. Anyways, so if I didn't decide to take this as a learning experience and improve on it rather than run away, I wouldn't have gotten such a positive feedback from this guy who literally said that I had really good technique just after a few minutes of having a, a more direct approach to teaching. So... If there's something in your life right now or something recently or something that comes up that you decide to run away from and you're deciding to run away from it because it is easier than trying to overcome it. Well, you know what? Overcome that beast. Me for the beast is technique or concentration on the technique, not the instructor. (laughs) Whatever it is for you, think about it. What is it? What is it that you feel like you're escaping from? Have you started going to the gym or maybe you just started a Pilates class and it is really difficult for you because you're just starting. If you've decided, nah, fuck that, I'm not going to do it, I'll just fuck off, then this is your sign to go back, be calm and be kind to yourself and give it another go. Practice makes perfect and you're not going to get there if you don't keep trying and that's the most important thing. Do not run away. We are going to think with fear. No, no, sorry. We're going to think with love and not with fear. Okay, just to clarify, we're thinking with love and we are not thinking with fear. And that's what's going to get us to our goals. It's not going to be easy, but think about that satisfaction when you've worked hard and you start seeing those results. Isn't that even better? You've worked hard and you can think, fuck, have I come far? Oh my gosh, I was hanging out with the toddlers in Muay Thai and now I'm 
fighting in the boxing ring or the Muay Thai ring and I'm a beast at what I was going to run away from. Instead, I decided to believe in myself and believe in my capability. And we will see results as long as I keep at it. So whatever it is in your life that this you can relate to what I'm saying, it could be a completely different example, but what you notice is that it is something that is making you feel uncomfortable and you're fearing the unknown. Think of this and remind yourself that you are so capable. You just have to, first of all, believe in your capability and then invest in yourself and keep giving it a go. You won't know until you try. And trying isn't just a one-time thing. It is a continuous thing. And really, what a great feeling to think that I stuck to this and now I can feel those results and I'm getting to those results. Okay, so that's what I'm proud of this week. Let's get to everything for today. So the first topic that we're going to go over first is why you should tell someone about your eating disorder. You've heard me talk about this quite a lot throughout the other episodes, but just to give a quick summary and then after I say why we should tell someone, then we're going to go over like who you should tell and yeah, how to find the right person pretty much. So why should we tell someone? First of all, acknowledgement is going to be the first and the most important step to recovery. As I've said, I cracked two birds with one stone and I told someone and I also was pretty much telling myself I said it aloud for the first time and it was the first time I had really admitted to myself that something was up and that needed to be changed my bulimia cycle of course so the reason it's so important is because deep down you might even realize or have realized for a very long time that something is up and that there's a problem that you need to be faced So besides the fact that when you actually tell someone, you are going to, I guarantee you, you are going to feel this whole entire weight lift off your shoulders. You will feel it. It's all of this internal pressure and inner turmoil that you've kept in yourself, like all by yourself. You've thought it for who knows how long. You've struggled with this eating disorder and you haven't told anyone. That is such a burden on yourself. Can you imagine? I mean, you don't have to imagine you're living it. Just not telling anyone or you have lived it. All of these anxious and guilty thoughts can't even have an alternative opinion because you're only listening to your own. And it's probably in a a bad place if you have a lack of self-love and you, you have an eating disorder. So first of all, telling someone is acknowledging that there's a problem that needs to be faced, which is extremely difficult and probably, if not the most difficult thing to actually do because sometimes admitting that you have a problem takes a lot of gut really because it's something that you've kept in for so long and part of that reason is probably because you are afraid of getting help and seeing your body change the other side is probably the fear that you are thinking like oh fear of judgment fear of criticism fear of the unknown what is going to happen when I share what I've kept a secret with myself for so long You've probably kept it in for so long because you've denied it, like a self-denial. You haven't wanted to tell anyone because you don't truly acknowledge it in your own head. That was certainly what I did. I just thought, yeah, if I don't say it to myself, if I don't truly acknowledge what's going on, it means I don't have one. Yeah, wrong, bullshit, me in denial. Or maybe on the other hand, you don't fully recognize the habits that you were taking place on, like your negative relationship with food or your body. So telling someone, even if you're like, oh, I, I, you know, I vomit after I eat, even saying that 
you were sharing something that obviously needs to be shared. It would be awesome if you can say I have an eating disorder and it's bulimia or, you know, whatever it is. But even just to get the words out there, that is that is what you're trying to do. You're trying to get help. Congratulations to you because that is a true and powerful thing to do. And I understand that this may seem like the most terrifying thing to admit to someone. And that's, I mean, that's certainly how I felt. I struggled to get the words out. But a big reason as to why we think this in the first place is because we've been surrounded by our own negative self-destructing thoughts about this. You will feel or you may feel a lot of embarrassment or shame to do with this, with this eating disorder, which could be one of the main reasons why you kept it secret for so long. So you have to know that, or just at least put to the side all of these fearful thoughts that you have. Remember, we're thinking with love, not with fear. So push aside these thoughts and acknowledge to yourself that there is a reason this thought is pondering your head. You, you know that deep down that there's something that needs to be told. There is something inside of you that needs to be changed. And of course, wouldn't it be great to get our mental and physical health back to a good place? Imagine that. You can get it. So we want to talk to someone that we can trust. Telling someone we can trust is very important because it's going to be a difficult conversation as it is. And if you can't feel like you trust this person, you don't feel like you can open up to them, uh, it's going to make things a bit difficult when it comes to the discussion. I literally took hours to spit out the words to someone that I really trusted. It's a very difficult conversation to have and telling someone you trust will make that a much better and healthier process. So here are a few questions that you can ask yourself in order to find the right person that you want to tell. If you're unsure who to reach out to, you can ask yourself stuff like, who do I feel most comfortable confiding in or being around? Is there someone in your life that you've shared some sort of struggle with in the past and has reacted with support and love? Is there someone you've discussed mental health with before or just some sort of like, Or is there someone that you know genuinely has a big heart and is very empathetic and will be there for you? No matter if or if not they have dealt with a similar issue. If you're trying to tell someone, maybe avoid telling someone that is currently struggling with an eating disorder. Obviously you can try to send them like, you know, my podcast for example or just anything to do with recovering. But you don't necessarily want to have this deep conversation where you're expressing like your own triggers and like what got you to this eating disorder stage. Like something that's going to trigger them in regards to their own eating disorder. Because this could be triggering for the both of you. And this is something, a conversation that you're wanting to have where you feel calm and safe. And if everyone's a bit triggered, then it might go down a different sort of pathway. So maybe instead go for someone that has recovered from an eating disorder. Someone that can shed the positive light on what is on the other side of recovery which I have no doubt that you can get to if you try. So if you tell someone you trust, it will help you, well, they'll help you sort out the problem and they will help you see the situation a bit more clearly. You know how we were talking about all of these eating disorder thoughts that you've surrounded in your own head for so long, have had no one else's input on it because you've just kept it to yourself. This person is most likely going to have a completely different opinion to you about yourself and your habits. 
So it's going to give you a very refreshing perspective and enough of that negative bullshit that you've been feeding yourself to yourself for so long. So they're going to help you look at this problem in a new or a different way. So look forward to that new insight on the situation and perspectives that you didn't even think of. And it will also help you realize that you were not alone. As much as you believe that you have been, you will realize that you're not because there is people that care for you and want you to heal and be in a good place with yourself mentally and physically. And because they care about you, they're going to help you find solutions, especially ones that you probably didn't think about before. So I want you to think about the person. I mean, hopefully, as I'm saying this, there is someone that has come into your mind that you're thinking about telling this. Think deeply about the person that you've noticed has been there for you the most and also that you're there for. But more importantly, someone that makes you feel safe to be around. It could be your friends, it could be your family or a partner. And if no one is clicking to mind, don't feel afraid to go to a counsellor as well. You can come to me. I'm not a counsellor, but you know, I'm also here. That's another option. There is someone out there that will help you. A psychologist, a dietitian. Just because maybe there's not someone in your inner circle or your most direct circle that you can think about that you truly trust. I mean, honestly, hopefully that's not the case because you should trust your surroundings. And if not, it would be good to try to find people that you can trust. But psychologists and dietitians, all of them, myself... We're all here to help you too. So don't feel like because you can't think of anyone in your immediate circle that you can go to trust and talk about this too, that there is no one else out there because there is. And keep in mind too that the longer you keep these thoughts into yourself, the more you're going to push yourself away and you're going to isolate yourself from everyone else and just because you start to rely on your eating disorder more because technically that's the only other person. I mean, eating disorder is not a person, but the only other thing or part of your life that knows about it because it is it and it's damaging. And your eating disorder thoughts, the more you do it, the more it's going to convince you to stay and that it's important and that it's helping you because your mental health is deteriorating whilst this is all happening. And we know how important mental health is. So if you can, the sooner that you tell someone, the better it will be for you. And if you are feeling ashamed or embarrassed or I hope not, but please don't feel like a burden or feel guilty to tell someone what you were going through because these people want to help you and you deserve to feel loved, most importantly by yourself. And you shouldn't feel like that you always have to just drown in your own thoughts no especially when you know I mean hopefully you know overall but if if, even if it's deep down you know that these thoughts are detrimental to you don't feel like a burden do not feel guilty because everyone is worthy of support everyone has their dark days and when those days come you shouldn't feel and everyone shouldn't feel like they can not turn to anyone and that they have to deal with this by themselves. Because, hey, especially when you're in an irrational place, you're not going to have the most rational, calm thought process. And that could lead to bad things, of course. Okay, so you're not a burden. Go tell someone. So now we're going to go over how to tell someone that you're struggling. There are a few ways. Primarily, we're going to want you to try to do it in person so that, you can, you can have a live reaction 
soap opera moment where you're truly embracing the moment. But hey, I'm going to give you a few other options because maybe that's not what you're comfortable with doing or maybe there's something that you just feel like you could express yourself in more, more importantly. So I'm going to go over a few ways that you could tell someone about your eating disorder. Number one is obviously say it in person. You can either arrange a catch-up or maybe, like, you don't have to be, like, text message sent. I need you to meet me at this time at this location because there's something you need to know. I mean, you can say that if that feels right, but you also don't want to scare the heck out of someone. Maybe it won't. Maybe they're just, maybe that's your normal way of sending text messages, but I'd probably freak the fuck out if someone sent that to me. I'm like, oh, my God, be there in two seconds. Or, hey, maybe you always meet up for drinks on a Tuesday hot chocolate on a Tuesday and that time is coming up maybe like okay this is the day I'm gonna do it also try not to drag this day on as if you're you're technically avoiding it because you're pushing it further and further away you're like yeah yeah I'll do it here here." but you're not actually arranging a date you want to set to it and you want to stick to it this is your moment don't run away from it remember what we're talking about with the Muay Thai and me should be with the little toddlers don't run away from it Set what you're going to do and go get it. It might, I mean, most likely it's not going to turn out how you're imagining it in your head. Like, you know, you appear and you're like, I have an eating disorder. It's probably going to take a lot of tears and a lot of attempts to say it. But the point is you were there and you were taking that action. These are your soft and hard actions, actually. This is something really good to keep in mind. So the soft action is something that you do that will help get you to the goal and the hard actions is what's going to get you to that goal so to give you more context the soft goal in this scenario would be you arranging the meetup and the hard goal would be you saying that you have an eating disorder in a non-relating example just so you can fully understand the difference between soft and hard actions the soft action say you want to start going to the gym The soft action would be buying new gym clothes. The hard action would be going to the gym. It makes me realize that sometimes I avoid the hard actions because I'm almost avoiding or trying to shy away from what I'm actually trying to achieve. So like I decided to, well, what I was going to do was get someone to create a logo for my Eat With Ali. And I kept searching, searching, spending and wasting all of this time, not wasting, but using this time where I could have spent it elsewhere on more beneficial things. And I was trying to find the perfect logo person or whatever, but I realized what I was actually doing is avoiding sharing and posting the first podcast because I was like, I can't post a podcast until I get this logo done. Yeah, not true. So you know what I did? I got a random phone app where you design your own and that's why mine is very, very simplistic, but you know. I love it because because I can look at that logo now, like, you know, my Eat With Ali photo that you see when you listen to these podcasts. And I think I created that because I decided to go ahead with my podcast rather than, you know, the hard action, rather than go ahead with the soft actions and keep spending time where I could be actually getting to my goal. So whenever I look at my podcast photo, I think of that. And it reminds me that soft versus hard actions are both going to get you to your goal. Like getting a logo would have helped, but I'm still delaying my purpose and what I'm actually trying to achieve. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So back to what we're talking about. If you say it in person and you feel like it's better for you to maybe write a list of the points you want to talk about, honestly, I freestyled, but it's also a good option if you want to, to write down some dot points like, not that you're going to forget, but you can say what eating disorder you have. I don't know, like maybe things that you're feeling. Yeah, maybe you can write stuff about what you've been feeling, what brought you to saying this to the person and what you hope to achieve from this. And as the conversation goes, I'm sure you're going to go back and forth from different subjects. But yeah, if it, if it feels more comfortable to you to maybe write a little brainstorm of points, then go ahead. Do whatever is going to make you more motivated and safe in the moment to express how you feel. You're going to want to pick somewhere safe to have the conversation. So have it somewhere where you're familiar with. Maybe this place has some sort of resemblance between you and the person that you were telling. Just somewhere that you will feel comfortable. Like somewhere that is going to make you feel more safe and open to talking about how you feel. Where you're not anxious about your surroundings. Another thing that I found that is really interesting is that if you are having a conversation that makes you feel uncomfortable or just a bit like an anxious, daunting kind of thing, you can try and have the conversation by facing side by side. So a suggestion is to go for a walk as well. So you can even go for a walk and tell them as you walk. So obviously, you know, you, you're walking side by side and one person isn't walking backwards. So this just helps ease the tension. So give that a go. So, you know, I love my writing. Well, technically, I do it on my phone just because I have too much to fucking say all the time. But the point is, we are putting our thoughts onto a paper or a, another place. For me, it's my phone notes. So, what you can do is 
share about your eating disorder on paper because it is therapeutic to write down your thoughts or to type down your thoughts. You can write about what you're feeling and what you're hoping to get out of it as we were just talking about. Pretty much what you'd write on the dot points when you say it in person, you can transform that into a note. And you can also add in the letter how you feel like they can best support you. And if all goes well, you can then forward them to the approaching and supporting someone with an eating disorder episode that I have. So they know how to best support you during this time. And of course include, you know, hopefully you can say that I have an eating disorder and yeah, leave it for them somewhere. Put it under their pillow, put it in their mailbox, put it in their locker. If you have a locker, if you're in school or something, put it somewhere where, you know, it's obviously only them that's going to find it and that you feel safe and comfortable to leave behind so you're not, like, overly anxious about where you've left the location. I'm sure you might feel a bit of nerves after leaving that letter somewhere. You know what? You know what? You can even hand it to them in person and then just zoom off without a word. Just be like, hand it to them. See ya. No words necessary. Send it and fuck off and wait for their response. Okay? So another way you can do it is on the phone or on a Zoom call. Whatever feels right. If you need to do it on a technology kind of thing, maybe you're blocked from seeing them in person because of lockdown or time distance. Or maybe you just feel like it's too confronting to say it in person. Then go. Pick a time. Pick a place. Or an application. Or whatever. And then say it. Prepare that same list of points that you want to talk about and say it. The point is we are saying what we are feeling. So to tie in with this, you can also say it online if you really want on like a a message kind of basis. If you like. So this will probably be a very anxious and stressful time for you. In terms of like, you know, you haven't told anyone and this is a big thing. It is a big thing to talk about. So some things that could really help you in the moment or before is literally, you know what I'm going to say, meditation. Get that fucked out meditation if you just want a quick one. Go calm yourself and bring yourself back to the present moment. Remind yourself as to why you're doing this and be excited for what could happen. And be excited to just get that weight off your shoulders. God damn, if that's the only thing you get out of this, then then have a party just off that because that's enough because... You will have more boogie in you than ever before because you've just lost so much extra stress and extra burden on yourself that you do not need to have. So if that's all you get out of this, then then you've come out a winner. Remember that even just acknowledging and expressing how you were feeling is a terrific accomplishment and you should feel very proud. So you could also do things like Read, exercise, whatever makes you feel good. You know how some athletes, they listen to some funky music before they compete. Listen to your favorite songs, happy playlist. Go for a walk, do some self-talk in the mirror. Like, I'm fucking confident. I'm strong. I am a confident person that's going to achieve my goals because I'm putting in the goddamn work to get there. Go chill. And, you know, even if your emotions heighten as soon as you're with this person or talking to this person that's okay to be expected but be there for yourself as well and just know that what you're doing is fucking awesome so yes i'm sure you will feel some nerves it's okay it's normal you got this 
So I kind of talked about this just a bit before in terms of not feeling like a burden and just being a bit fearful of the unknown. But here's a few other things that you could be feeling that you need to push to the side. I mean, first of all, acknowledge how you are feeling, but then remember the more important feelings about why you're doing this and what opportunities could come from this. Remember, we can't control the future, but we can control what we try to do about it. So things might not turn out exactly as you plan, but you are taking steps to reach better goals. And your goal is hopefully to recover from an eating disorder. Or maybe your goal is to tell someone about your eating disorder. So if you find a way to do that, then you've gotten this far. Let's see how far you can go. And I know you can go far. Keep on pushing. So anyways, some things that you could be thinking is just like, you know, you could be afraid that their feelings about you will change once they know, quote unquote, the truth about you. We cannot control what other people think or what they do. So that's why it's important to remember that we're doing this for you and no one else. Obviously, we want to find a trustworthy person that will care about you and hopefully be there for you. But the thing is, we never know if they really will. Don't be afraid of that. Because that with or without them, we will be okay. So here again, here is why self-love is so important. Because we need to know that with or without this person, that we will be okay. You will be okay if you are on your own. You will be okay if you are by yourself. And you will be okay as long as you have yourself. So as tough and as hurtful as it could be, I mean, this isn't the worst case scenario. We don't necessarily think this is going to happen. But if it does, and this, what I'm talking about is them just walking out and being like, fuck that doubt it will happen but if it does then you just have to remember that you got done what you needed to do you told someone about your eating disorder and you found out that your flake of a friend is not actually a friend you just you just killed two birds with one stone good job you did what you had to do and you said fucking adios to the person that doesn't even deserve to be in your life okay so Unfortunately, we cannot, I mean, it's not even unfortunately, but we cannot control what other people think or what they do, but we can control ourselves. And we know that we will be here for ourselves no matter what. We could be going through a difficult time, which is why we have an eating disorder in the first place. But the thing is, you have acknowledged that something is wrong. You have said what is wrong and you are now going to keep making steps to fix what is wrong and to improve what is wrong. So you really lost absolutely nothing. If anything, it was a blessing in disguise because now you know who the fuck doesn't deserve to know you and be in your life. Okay? So another thing you could be thinking is they're not going to understand what I'm going through. And to be frank, maybe they won't. Maybe this person hasn't suffered through an eating disorder. That's great for them. And it is also neutral for you. It doesn't matter. Because the point is, once again, that you were just trying to tell someone what you were going through. Like the person I told had no fucking clue. I mean, like, they knew what an eating disorder is, but it doesn't mean they'd had experienced it. And, like, look, these people could come out and say, oh, like, if you have a bulimia, could you just try to eat less? That's not a harmful comment. They don't mean that in a negative way. They just don't understand. It's not just about eating less. It's the thoughts and the feelings that you have behind food, your relationship with your food and your body and yourself. It's not just about eating less. It's, like, the steps... Like, if anything, it has barely anything to do with the food. It's your, like, relationship with the food in terms of what the food does to you. Like, 
in our heads, or at least if you have the eating disorder, it makes you think that it's going to make you put on weight. So it more has to do with our body image, which is what the other previous episode was about, and our self-love. And maybe you worry that this person thinks all of the myths that we've talked about in a few episodes back because they're common misconceptions about eating disorders. But either way, just with the previous point, we can't control what they think, we cannot control what they say, but we can control how we feel about it. And we're here to support ourselves. And we got done what we had to do and say how we feel. So this bit is for all you lovely ladies and gentlemen that are listening to this and are still very hesitant about even telling someone because you're afraid to let go of the eating disorder. Shout out to all of you because that was me for a very long period of time and I understand why you have ambivalent feelings. It's because you're afraid of losing like this... This thing you've held on to for so long, you you rely on the eating disorder for your body to look a certain way. You rely on that temporary relief that you feel when you restrict that food or you vomit it all out. Maybe it's still more important to you right now to be skinny than to look after your mental and physical health and to be rid of the eating disorder. You are not alone in that, by the way. Please, even if you don't open up to someone just quite yet we hope you do of course but even if you take away from this that you are not alone and that there is people out there that understand what you're going through please do not feel alone because that's what's going to drive you even closer to the eating disorder because you feel like that's your only pal and the only one that understands you but no this eating disorder is actually the one driving you away from everything else the one that is making you feel all of this guilt and all of this shame It's not a good feeling, is it? We don't like to feel that guilt. And maybe you're holding on to that temporary relief that you feel when you take part of these eating disorders. But imagine that feeling that you can get once you've pushed through the difficult times of trying to recover. And then you don't even have to wait for that temporary good feeling of when you take part of the destructive habits. So if you try to tell someone... Even let them know, like, look, I'm not even sure that I'm ready to recover, but I feel like I should because I've realized that by keeping this to myself, it's only sending me further away from good things, good feelings. I'm not sure I'm ready to recover because I'm afraid of my body changing, but I feel like I should tell someone. So even if you're not ready to heal, it is going to be better just to get that weight off your shoulders, even if you're not ready to heal. Say it and see what happens. You never know. But at least try to get rid of that isolating feeling of just being so trapped in your own thoughts because no one else knows. So even if you're not quite ready to heal, tell someone that you trust so that they're not going to overly push you to go somewhere where you're not ready to go. Have them as support. Obviously, they're going to want you to recover or want the best for you, but But for someone that supports you and that you know that you can trust, they are going to want to take this with you step by step. Even if that means you guys go to the doctor together and you discuss possible treatment options or you go see a psychologist and you just talk together. They can have your emotional support or they can help you book an appointment and you can go by yourself. Whatever makes you feel more comfortable. Go to see a psychologist, come talk to me and just express how you feel. Just get that stupid weight off your shoulders. You don't want it and you don't need it. Okay, so now how to actually have and start that eating disorder conversation. 
So we talked about this before, but write down your thoughts and your feelings that are affected about your, with your eating disorder, how long you've had all of these difficulties for and like what's been going on and like maybe even how it started and suggest reasons or ways that this person that you're telling can support you. You can say, I would love you to give me a big fat hug. As I tell you this and after I tell you this and for a quite long time after that. Or you can say, I would love for you to support me by listening to Ali's episode about supporting and approaching someone with an eating disorder. Thank you very much. Keep in mind that it will be normal to feel a bit scared or anxious about how they will react. Remember that we can't control how they are, but we just know we'll be okay. And it might also be like, you might also be anxious about just having that conversation in the first place. So yes, it will be a difficult conversation to have. However, you will also feel relief and you have now expressed how you feel and you are now braver and stronger than before. And there's no doubt about just how far you will go. You got through such a difficult obstacle and I know that you will get further. Believe in yourself. Another thing to keep in mind is to be prepared for the other person to ask questions. So as you can imagine, especially if this conversation or just your eating disorder has been very well hidden so that they had absolutely no idea, I'm sure that they may have some things to ask you. If you feel like it's too much or like just a bit too overwhelming for you to handle at the time, just be honest and let them know that it's a bit, you know, confronting and like you'll answer what you can or whatever you feel comfortable with. But you shouldn't feel pressured to answer too many questions all at once because it's already hard enough to have this conversation in the first place so if it helps even try to have a break in between the chat or just you know whenever you really need to and also be prepared for some emotions because on both sides like both parties both you and this other person I'm sure it will be an emotional chat so maybe only one of you will cry maybe none of you will cry but just accept it all and embrace it we love feeling We're also going to go over what to do if the person you have told has reacted poorly. So keep in mind that this may not be intentional. Maybe they just are feeling very overwhelmed themselves. Please don't take this as a sign to not tell anyone else or that what you've said is too much. That is not the case. Because remember, we cannot control other people's emotions and actions and reactions. So maybe they're overwhelmed and maybe they're just not being as supportive as you were hoping to. So no matter what they say to you, do not invalidate everything that you felt and your experience. Like, for example, maybe you've heard like, oh, why don't you just eat less then? Like, okay, no, that's not the case. That's not what it's about. It's a lot more than that. And in the same situation, you don't have to feel pressured to answer these questions. You can just even say it's more than that if you're not feeling comfortable to talk about it more. If they're coming out across a bit passive aggressive or whatever it is that just making you a bit uncomfortable and if they are responding in a good way then of course yeah try to say why it is that you feel that way go into more depth whatever it's all about you whatever feels right to you so just remember though if they do react poorly that is not on you and that does not discredit anything that you have felt and remember good on you for even saying anything And keep in mind as well, if you have chosen someone that you know you can trust, maybe they've just had initial reaction of like fear or confusion even, or just like shock because they haven't expected this. So if you feel like you can have this conversation with them once they've kind of calmed down from that initial shock, then go ahead. That's up to you. Literally whatever you feel comfortable with. 
However, remember that you do deserve help. And if you feel like this conversation is going nowhere and it's not beneficial for you, then just let them know that you'd rather just leave it there where it is. Don't waste your energy on the wrong things. Remember, energy flows where attention goes. And try to think about someone else that you can talk to about it. Just because one person responded in this way, it does not mean that everyone will. So if you do feel like you told a trustworthy person, maybe they are trying to help you and they're just not exactly sure how to. Because remember, people that haven't experienced an eating disorder don't necessarily even understand where we're coming from. It doesn't mean that they don't care. They just haven't dealt with it themselves. So don't necessarily know how to respond on the spot. So it doesn't necessarily mean that they have ill intent for whatever they're saying to you. But if you feel like the conversation that they're trying to have isn't beneficial, then you can just say, oh, I don't think it's that helpful if we talk about this, but I'd love it if we could try to talk about this. You never know. Maybe they're worried that they'll say the wrong thing. So they are saying the wrong thing. Remember, energy flows where attention goes. There we go again. And regardless of how the conversation goes with this person, it is more important for you to ask yourself these questions. First of all, of course, ask yourself, how am I feeling? How does it feel having so much of that unnecessary weight off of my shoulders? I did it. Hopefully I feel great. I'm sure you do feel great. Ask yourself, is this making you more motivated to continue your recovery journey? And then ask yourself, what am I going to do next to work towards my recovery? And remember, even if you have setbacks, like a relapse, for example, this does not mean that you have failed. You will learn from it and it is a temporary setback because you will take away something from this experience. You will find out what triggered you and you will improve on that next time. You can do it. And so for this person that you tell, Who knows, maybe their reaction could change your perception on how you see yourself and help you find the problem and help you see the problem in a different light that maybe there is a solution. And for those questions that I suggested for you to say to yourself after you tell someone how you are feeling and that you're struggling with an eating disorder, if you're feeling questions as in like, oh, you know, was I being too dramatic? Did I overthink this? Should I just have kept it to myself or fuck those off? The answer for all of them is no. If you are having this, remind yourself to think with love. No more fear. Fuck off fear. Literally say that. And then you breathe in strength and you breathe out the fucking bullshit. See your eating disorder. See you the fuck never. But if you do see it again because you have a relapse or something, that is okay and just keep going. Learn from it and do better next time. You can do it. The strength is within you. Every time you try the stronger you become. And please just know that opening up to someone and talking about your eating disorder is one of the most strongest things that you can do. If you can do that, who knows what the fuck else you will do. You can achieve anything that you set your mind to. It will be a scary thing to do. It will be a difficult conversation to have. But remember, it's got to get ugly before it gets pretty. And you are starting that demolition to make that beautiful house. What's another one I can think of? After every storm, there's a rainbow. With every caterpillar, there's a butterfly. Caterpillars are cool. That that one I made up. Ask and you shall receive. Ask for help. You deserve help. And help is on its way. Believe in your strength. Believe in your capability. 
and go chase that happy and healthy version of yourself that is just on the edge of its seat to come out and shine. Find that relief when you stop bottling up all of these unhelpful thoughts to yourself and then celebrate with all of that extra weight that is off your shoulders. Go dance it out, as I said before. And I would love to hear how your experience was. Please let me know. Go send it to my Instagram and I will send the most loving reply because I'm already excited for you. Okay, that's the end of today's episode. I hope that this motivates you to go out, get out there and tell someone that you have an eating disorder so you can start recovery and you can acknowledge how you feel and you can do something about it. Go chase that life that you're after. Fuck off the fear of your body changing because honestly it might but that doesn't mean it's going to change in a negative way. It will seem uncomfortable at the beginning but you'll actually start to realize that your body is getting healthy and it is healing as well. It's not just your mind that is healing, you know your mindset about eating disorders but it is also your body that needs to heal. Think about the pain, the stomach pain, the heart pain. That is your body asking for help itself. It is telling you that something is wrong. And I know skinny seems awesome. But what's even more awesome is feeling happy in the head and feeling happy in your body as well. Our body literally helps us function, okay? It's time to start looking after it. And I bet you, once you start your recovery journey, you will start to appreciate your body so much more and you'll actually realize that it is so beautiful as it is and it does not need to be unhealthy to be quote-unquote good like skinny okay give it a go I'm here to help you if you need and thank you so much for listening that is episode 10 we'll see you back in episode 11 for season 2 and say it with me love you all and remember to stay tuned And to look after your body and your mind. And to eat with Ali. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. 
you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.